What about businesses with regular subscriber monthly recurring revenue? Are those businesses worth a lot more? How do we consider them? This week, I've got an email question in from Oren. Uh, thank you, Oren W., for sending in this question. Uh, it really is a great one. Um, and I'm going to read it to you, and then, and then we'll talk about it. So the question is this. How to compare businesses with recurring revenues, um, such as a software company, uh, to ones without? For example, businesses that require consistent and ongoing new sales, particularly to private consumers. The recurring revenue model on the surface seems almost like a no-brainer when compared to businesses uh, where for the last so many months it may have sold a million in product, but there's zero guarantee that tomorrow it won't completely stop. Am I looking at this correctly, or are there advantages to this model that the recurring revenue model lacks? To what extent can one rely on the supposed past performance to make assumptions about future sales? Great question. Okay, so... Basically, what I have noticed over the last you know, few years is that increasingly there's been an effort on the part of many different people to create these recurring revenue model businesses. Everyone is envious of the phone company and the cable company because every month you know, people send in money uh, to those companies, and so the earnings are, are very regular. But I can tell you uh, from being someone who actually runs a recurring revenue program myself, the Business Buyer Adventure Group Coaching Program people subscribe to. So every uh, month or every quarter, people are choosing to renew. Um, you know, there is a certain recurring revenue model there. But here's the thing, is that unless you have some kind of contract in place which forces someone to subscribe to a service for a full year, um, you actually are reselling those customers on a continuous basis, even though the billing may be set up in some kind of automated system. And all you have to do is ask someone who sells a, you know, a discretionary type of product or service, you know, something like, I don't know, skin cream maybe for men, right? So. Yeah, some people may be subscribing to it. Some guys might be getting a box every month and it's automatically being billed to their credit card. But if one month they become dissatisfied with that product, they're going to cancel. Or if they lose their job, they're going to cancel, whatever. So is there much of a difference between that business versus maybe a man going and buying some kind of thing, a skin cream at the pharmacy, right? When the bottle runs out, I put it on my grocery list and I go and I pick it up again. And so you have to really take these things through a customer journey in your mind and think about how the customers are behaving because some of these recurring revenue models are awesome, like selling car insurance, for example. The law says you have to have it and people pay every month and most people renew every year. So that's why um, auto and, and property and casualty insurance businesses sell for a very high multiple of commissions actually. And so that's like a multiple of revenue. Um, whereas a business that is like a corner store, you know, we don't really have any kind of recurring subscriptions, but the fact of the matter is it's really convenient for a whole bunch of people to just stop by there all the time through the run of a week and pick up different things that they need at their home. And so even though we don't have a recurring subscription model, we certainly have a base of consistent clients who always come back to the store. And, and that's what we need to think about when we're thinking about the recurring nature of the revenue. 
Um, I've done some reading and research about recurring revenue models, in particular membership websites, because that was something that I was considering at one time when I was formulating how I was, how I was going to offer my group coaching program. One of the amazing things I discovered is that the average membership website uh, tenure is only three months. So even though it's set up for a recurring monthly billing for its members, really the selling never stops. You always have to be demonstrating value to the people who sign on um, because they can quit at any time. And if you were going to look at a business that had a recurring revenue model, one of the things I would wanna know is what is the average length of time that the members are there. So if you're selling some kind of business to business product or service that really has a high value for the business, it allows them to save money or be more efficient, and the average customer has been with the with the company for many years, what that would do is that you would increase the multiple that you were willing to pay for that business. Because the here's the question that we ask ourselves when we apply a multiplier to a cash flow. We ask ourselves, am I confident that the business will continue as it is for this period of time into the future? So if your average small business is selling for you know just over two times cash flow, what the average buyer is then saying is that they believe that everything will carry on in the status quo of this business for the next two years. So it's safe for me to commit that amount of cash flow to its acquisition because over the next two years, I'm gonna get that money back. If you show me a recurring revenue model business where the average uh, customer has been signed on for many years, then I might be comfortable committing the next three, three and a half, four years of revenue to acquire that company because I believe the customers are gonna be around for a longer time. If the average customer is leaving after six months, you know, really, are they that sticky, right? You know, I could say that my local tire shop that I get my tires changed at is stickier, even though every year I have to make a decision to call them make an appointment, they do the service, they bill me, I mean, I'm still making that same decision every year to go back to the same place. So so is it a recurring revenue model? Well, they don't keep my credit card on file and bill me for a tire change every year, um, but I still go back. And this is why we have to analyze, You know, think about who the customers are, what their journey is, what the customer is trying to accomplish, what the value the customer derives from being part of the product and paying on a revenue basis, and then decide if it actually makes sense for you to be willing to go out on a limb for further into the future under the idea that those those customers are going to be around for longer than you know another kind of business that doesn't quite have the same revenue model. Um, you know, some businesses are just never going to be, you know, suited to a recurring revenue model. Something like, um, you know, car sales. I mean, we could say that car leasing is a, re a recurring revenue model. But if you're selling high ticket one-off items like appliances for the home, barbecues, cars, recreational vehicles, etc., you're never going to be able to create some kind of recurring revenue model for that business even though you very well could create real and solid goodwill in a community that causes people to come back time and again over the course of their lifetime as a consumer. And so that RV dealership, for example, could very well be worth several times cash flow 
because you can count on people coming back even though their credit card isn't being dinged every month. Anyway, um, listen, I, I hope that answers your question, Oren. Um, remember, guys, if you're thinking about buying a business, you should start off over at businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can sign up for my course on how to buy an existing business. There's about 12 hours of modules in there now because I added in the fall of 19 uh, a section on buying uh, businesses in a um, recession. And then in 2020, I've added sections on uh, buying a business in the COVID-19 world and on buying distressed businesses. And all of that stuff is in there. If you signed up in the past, it's all the new stuff is there for you to enjoy as well. Uh, again, when you sign up, you get lifetime access. And with that, I'll say see you later. Thanks for the questions. Keep sending them in. Cheers.